At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. This show is brought to you by The Makery, the podcast network for makers. Hey guys, welcome to Knife Talk, podcast for uh, knife makers, knife enthusiasts, and everybody else, DIYers, whatever. We're here to keep you company and talk knives, hopefully, and, you know, all that other stuff. I'm Jeff Fader from Fader Knives. With me is Marco Momasi, Momasi Fire Arts, and Craig Lockwood of Chop Knives. We're going to be short this week because there's all sorts of fires going right now. Craig, how are you? <laughs> I'm very good. Very good, thank you. Yes, we've, the whole family have got over the sort of flu over the last sort of two weeks, so fighting fit, feeling good. There you go. How was your week? Um, okay, it was, yeah, nothing exciting happening. Same old, same old, really. Um, yeah. Well, <laughs> this is, this is a quick, in, this right, is well, a quick this intro, is, isn't it? <laughs> this will be certainly a fast show, no problem. Mareko, how was your weekend? How was your week? How you doing? What's going uh, on? Weekend's good. Week's been good, low-key. Um, playing with some... I've been having actually some issues with my coffee edge, but I think part of the problem is that I just haven't been making it the same concentration as I normally do. Um, and part of that is because I've been hearing from friends who also do the uh, coffee edge and get great results saying that they're using a, a lower dilution um, and or less coffee, I guess, basically. And I've been playing with that and it's not working for me. So I actually have a knife. I have to go. I have to strip it off the coffee finish and get back in there and re-etch it, um, which is kind of a drag because it's already, I had it like basically ready to sharpen and ship. Uh, so I got to strip off all like the kind of like the blade finish stuff I put on and some of the handle finish. And I got to redo the handle finish after I etch the blade and then redo like wax out the blade and all that shit. But other than that, uh, I put what did I do? I put out and uh, the video finally of me uh, doing the seated grinding thing. It's been interesting seeing the conversation around it. I just want to clear one little thing up. Uh, I think a lot of people are thinking that I'm inventing this and I'm definitely not inventing this there have been makers who've been doing this since time immemorial i think the oldest picture i've ever seen of people uh, not standing and grinding knives is from like a french factory where they're all laying on boards and some of them have dogs like Mm. helping to like counterbalance or keep them warm while they're hovering over a giant stone and grinding blades so this is not a new invention at all this was just kind of my first attempt at it and the biggest reason it's been my first go at it is because I've never had a grinder with a platen that could really kind of like tilt forward the way the Broadback does. And um, and I've only done a little bit of it, but and it was a little bit awkward at first, but I think with time, with practice, uh, as well as building up some arm muscle strength, because instead of like standing at the grinder and pushing kind of towards the wall, you're kind of pushing at a more upward direction. And mm-hmm. so you're using yeah. more of your arms rather than your body weight. Um, 
but it'll be fine. I think it'll be if it helps save my back. I think it's I need a little muscle muscles tone in my arms, anyways. <laughs> so, um, but other have than you that, thought about rebuilding that whole system where you build a scaffolding and have the grinder underneath you, and then just like hang your arms down and go from yeah. top down like that picture. Yeah, so... that's the next move. Someone will figure that out. <laughs> oh, well, and I've I've had some people send me some I, some messages thinking I think they were thinking they were being funny, um, but they were like set it up underneath the massage table. So you even yeah. have like the face mm. rest, and I was like, oh. I've actually thought of that. Oh. Um, but the problem is, is that you, if if it was just one grinder if, of several that was dedicated just for grinding, maybe I can get away with that. But it's not. And so it could be I, on wheels, and you could just you just go back and forth between your grinders. You just call, just call, just call up Vince. Let's send him another one. Vince, he needs a dedicated <laughs> yoga. He needs a, a massage table, Reiki grinder. table. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Vince, come I on! Use my to grind. To grind guys, the guys, he's going to come up with a new system of grinding that's going to be the Mareko laydown method, no, and no. he's going to be lying down. The grinder's going to be facing up. Instead, the platen. Here you go. Here's how Broadback makes it happen: the flat the, out platen, the, the flat, flat out platen, and the platen's going to be facing go. up. Yeah. Dude, mm. we've saved you again, Broadback. <laughs> I'm with you. No, Knife I... talk ten for the stand up, gr- the sit down, lie down grinder. Or you get some sort of pulley yeah. like a sex swing. You know, why you gotta go there? Run right off the bat. Jesus Christ, you don't have that much time. You're gonna wow. go right five minutes and go into the sex swing. All right. So the, the reason I try to do it, uh, uh, figure this out with my standard setup is because I know that I'm going to be using this grinder for other processes like buffing uh, knives or you know using other various attachments that Broadback offer. You know, I'm not going to use the, the surface grinder laying down or, or with the fucking grinder above me. You know, I'm going to have to do some of those things in the more standard position. But the thing that really kills my body is when I'm standing at the grinder for long periods of time, either grinding a blade or sculpting a handle, and with my neck craned over. Those are the times that really kill me, and that's why I've really tried to figure this out. And also trying to figure it out without having to do too much crazy stuff with the grinder, like jacking up right. really high or putting it down really low, um, because I know I'm going to still need it for other shit. So, mm. Cool. That's what, that's my week. Nice. Nice. Jeff, your week. What's been going on? <sighs> Dude, I am fucking tired. I'm so tired. This week has been relentless that's the word relentless now we've just been like going it's been meeting after meeting we've be, now that we have this new customer service person who's been amazing it's been like she's been shaking the trees like it's never been shook before and it's like oh. all we're getting all these overwhelming jobs that i'm not saying no to which is great but then i gotta i have to do there's a sculpture that i have to do that I don't want to do, but now uh, an arts organization is involved and I'm going to have to do it and I'm going to have to like lock a month out in the winter to do it. And I don't want to do it, but I'm going to do it. And they dangled up just a shit ton of money in front of me. And I was just like, oh boy. God damn it. And it's like, we, we know, life changing money. No, not about? life changing money. 20, it's, it's keeping 30? everybody, empl- keeping everybody employed for a while money. You know, it's like, yeah. you know, this is, you know, we're probably going to get into it in some of the questions in regards to, you know, the things that you do for money and stuff like that. But it's interesting because, like, in the, I didn't want to do it, but, like, at the same time, I'm like, you know, things are going well and I want this person to kind of feel comfortable being here and business is doing okay. And I want to make sure this would be a job that would make sure that 
we would have her for a while and Tony and maybe even have a little bit extra dough for all of us. Mm. So it was like, I just, I didn't want to do it, but I'm going to do it for the sake of everybody. Plus, you know, it's good to do. Um, I'm getting ready to do maker camp and I'm actually, I just, my shop is a shit house right now. I have gotten, <laughs> I did just the regular work to try to get everything glued up so I could sit around for the weekend drying and then I have my truck. I'm in the truck. Everything's loaded, anvils, and I got forges and tools and process boards and all this stuff. I, 15 minutes before we started doing this. And then last night I got a call from our uh, – I get uh, merch. This is the first year, first event I've actually been forward thinking and, like, made sure I had merch to take with me. Mm. So we bought all this merch, and there was this worry that the supply chain was going to – Make sure I wouldn't get anything. And then I get this call yesterday. I got everything out of your hats and your hoodies. Everything's here. <laughs> so I ran over there, brought it all home, bagged everything. Because the last thing I want to do is be folding sweatshirts at the goddamn <laughs> maker camp with my filthy hands. And then you, I get these bags. That you just bag everything up, put the, the you know size on it, and then I can ship them too. And let me tell you. This is Friday before Maker Camp. This is this episode's coming out on Monday. I'm already irritated. So I'm already <laughs> irritated. I haven't even been there yet, and I'm irritated. And I'm hoping that it's going to change. I'm sure it will, but I'm irritated. And one of the reasons why I'm irritated, our friend Chris Zepp drove me crazy last night. Chris Zepp, Make Everything Shop, saw that I had hoodies that I'm going to bring up for, hoodies and hats to bring up to Maker Camp. Mm. And he says... Hey, I want one of those hoodies. How much are they? I told him the price. He said, great. I said, I'll be up there. Next thing you know, I get a bing on my phone. It says, you have X amount of dollars in your Venmo, Venmo account. <laughs> and I look to myself, I think to myself, I don't have a Venmo account. So oh I, tr- I, send him, I, I call up Chris. I'm like, Chris, what did you do? And he's like, I, I Venmoed you money. I said, well, I don't have a Venmo. And he goes, well, now you're going to have to get a Venmo. And I said, schmuck. I didn't tell oh you to, to start sending me money. And he's like, ah, oh, that's good for you. And I'm like, I don't want, we have a Venmo for Fader Knives. My wife's got a Venmo. My kid's got a Venmo. I don't want it. I don't want anything. I don't want extra. So, like, I said, what's the matter with you, Chris? Chris, 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 uh, Chris Zepp is the greatest, but he's the kind of guy when, the, you know, there's the old expression, if you have a problem, throw money and it goes away. He just throws money at anything. <laughs> he just starts sending me money. I'm like, motherfucker. Chris, give me a call. Give me a call, Chris. Yeah, I mean, it's like, yeah. I mean, it's like, it's like, it's like putting money in an envelope and hoping it gets to your house. It's just like, what did you do? So that's number one. And then number two is, and this is something, this is a blacksmithing thing that I want our listeners to listen to. If you start to get involved in the anvil selling business, let, do me a favor. Do me a favor. You better learn how to fucking forge because everybody is, is, is selling used anvils at ridiculously high prices. Mm. And I'm getting messages from people that I know who I know aren't blacksmiths. And they say, hey, I got these animals. You're interested in this. What's that price? And I'm getting these, like, per pound prices that are, like, astronomical. And I'm looking at the thing, and I'm seeing it. I'm like, dude, why are these prices so high? He's like, oh, I'm charging $5 a pound, $6 a pound. And I was like, yeah, but why am I have to paying for the worst part, the worst pounds, the, the, the <laughs> yeah, face? not the premium pounds. I'm yeah. paying the, for the shitty pounds on the front. I don't want the <laughs> fucking good pounds on the front. You can't charge people these crazy prices for, for anvils that look like shit, especially if you've never forged before. It's obnoxious. 
So if you see someone that says, I have an anvil, it's in good shape, that person better know how to fucking forge, and they better show you how to forge, and then I have to look for an area that's not chipped and cracked. I'm irritated. Guys, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm irritated. Jeez. I'm already irritated. When are you leaving for uh, Make a Camp? Tomorrow Today? morning at like stupid o'clock. Stupid okay. o'clock in the morning. Have a good sleep tonight. Calm yourself. Maybe have a little drink. Oh get no, a no, deep sleep, That's and you'll be fine. I'm, I'm final. All I have to do now is load all the. I'm bringing so much merch. It's like I'm a rag salesman. I never <laughs> hate merch. It's such a pain in the ass. I had to go get change. Make sure no one's gonna. Oh, do you have change of it? I don't want any of it. Maybe I should get Venmo. Maybe, Maybe you just say Venmo. no Maybe. change. So they either pay I you exact. It, so we're down to we're down extra. to we're down to on the fives. Uh, there's no like, we're down to twenty and f- twenty five and forty. That's it. Hmm. So. Round up. Always round up. Yeah. Right. Okay. Whilst we're talking about money, um, we can save you some money. Um, you obviously need a kiln. If you're making knives, you're going to need a good a good oven um, and even heat. Make the best. Um, so we can get your money off. So Soul Ceramics, we've partnered up with. They are a distributor of even heat kilns. Um, and we can get a discount if you order via them. So you'll get $75 off your order, and you can spec up the machine exactly how you want it. $75 off and free shipping in the U.S. Um, so if you go to knifetalk.net forward slash heat, that'll automatically take you to Soul Ceramics. It'll automatically apply the discounts, and you'll be set. So get yourself one of the best, well, the best oven in the world. And right. P- just P.S. I'm very excited about it going. I'm sorry for interrupting. I'm so- I'm very excited about seeing all of our friends in Maker Camp. I'm just right now, mm. I've just inhaled too much dirt or something like that because <laughs> I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit salty. So I apologize. How how big an event is it? How many will be there? There's gonna be a lot of people there. The, the last time we went, there was a, like a few hundred visitors, and there wasn't wow. as many uh, exhibitors. This time, it's like four or five times more exhibitors, and a lot of people that you know. And it's going to be, and it's if between you and me, there's too many blacksmiths. That's just me. I mean, it's like <laughs> it's turned into a blacksmith camp. But fine, mm. I'm not bitter. Um, and it'll be it'll be a lot of people. It, it should be a lot of fun. So, and it's the first thing that's really happened since the pandemic that people are like pumped about. And it's mm. outdoors, so it's like nice. It's going to be cool. Cool. Okay, what's on the agenda for today? What have we got? Well. We have tough scenarios answered, answered honestly or phony. We have uh, some knife talk uh, listener feedback, and we have some regular uh, uh, regular questions. This is really up to you. Okay, Let, I'll tell you. Let's start with the question. I'll start. I'll start with the first one here, um, which I think is from Gjer <laughs> Drum Knives. I think G J E R Drum Knives. Okay, hi guys. I have a question for you, cuties. I have some really pretty four mil thick copper plates. It's from a 100-year-old Beaumont still. It's been used by a friend of mine working as as a contractor for Aston Martin to make inlays and other decorations for the Aston Martin DBX Beaumont edition. So it's pretty special stuff. Um, He gave the scraps to me. The question is, what do I do with it to to give it justice? Um, What would you guys have done? This is right up my street, this kind of stuff. Um, so he's got the special material. Um, what would you do with it? Morocco, any ideas? Four mil thick copper plates. How sure. thick is four mil? Um, four mil is... A, just under uh, a quarter inch. Oh, <clears throat> about oh, nice. 200 thousands. Well, that's... The end part doesn't do me any good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, 
Um, I'd say if you've got loads of it, get in touch. I'll happily buy some from you because they'd make um, perfect um, folders for me. But I'm just saying, just saying. Oh, mm. just saying. Don't get the hook. Um, Mareko, what, what, any ideas? Yeah, I've repurposed um, materials like this before. I've, I've used them as uh, kind of like the top spacer uh, as the transition from the blade into like a more traditional like Japanese-style handle. handle. Uh, mm. So right there at the shoulders of the blade before it transitions to the tang. Um, you know, actually what could be cool um, is kind of along the lines of what Jeff's doing with his uh, – uh, colored lamb. I've seen people do pennies in the side, and I don't know if there's any co- any uh, like dis- distinctive portions uh, of the scraps that have any kind of uh, kind of like I don't know I- impressions or anything on them. But to cut out circles and basically do those as inlays in the handle would be cool, or even the uh, yeah. like a pommel cap would be cool. Mm. Um, I think they're too thick for liners. That would be a huge pain in the ass. And yeah. copper is funny. Like, it heats up incredibly fast through friction. And um, so you want to try to do as much cutting, especially if you use it, like, as, at the front of the uh, the handle. You want to do as much of the cutting and grinding before you actually attach the wood and or even glue it up because even just the heat that transfers through the copper down to the blade or, or down to the tang or into, like, the other parts that are glued together it can be ex- pretty extreme and it can start causing those to fail um so yeah m- maybe i've i've done some yeah, testing with copper and brass um just just with epoxies to see how they're how this is sticking and even the heat generated by them can make them almost too hot to touch yeah you know because it, it it translates that heat so so readily it's crazy yeah so yeah maybe trying to use them in a way that isn't necessarily um integral to the construction of the actual construction of the handle and more as a, like a, as an accent, I guess. Yeah. Hmm. Jeff, what would you do? Four mil thick copper plates. I don't know. I mean, you guys answered all the questions. Nice. I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm, we're, we're, we're experts. We're, we're, we're I mean, I, what we do. Listen, <laughs> I, I kind of a hundred percent agree with what Marek was saying in terms of there's so easy to heat up that if you hit them on the grinder and if your belt isn't like real real sharp it's just gonna it's gonna and if you have any epoxy in there it's just gonna you know burn off and i I don't Mm. i just don't know if i don't know if i i don't even like using i've used copper corbys and it's nothing but it's kind of a production yeah Yeah. so you know i don't know i i like the idea if it's a quarter of inch thick i i guess i i like the idea of making Maybe I would try to figure out a way to make them into like lanyard tubes or something. You know, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know if I can mm-hmm. even do that. But you know, some sort of washer, maybe a washer and a friction folder. That's four mil thick, pretty. Huh? I'd have to yeah, like pretty thick. <laughs> yeah. Or you could forge them down a little bit. You could probably. Uh, you know what? I probably. Yeah, I know some people. We've done forged uh, copper leaves. Maybe I might, you know, forge them down, do something with them, make some texture or something. I I'd probably fuck them up. Be honest with you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you really want to know, I'm gonna yeah. fuck them up. I'm gonna, I'm, do what, like, I'm gonna send them all to Craig. I'm gonna send my batch to Craig. That that would be very kind. Right. Like Alex Pohl is using a lot of copper at the moment, and he's put that sort of hammered finish to it. it looks beautiful. So, mm. yeah, I mean, if you're not thinking of knives, you're thinking of other stuff. There's plenty you could do there with with you know plates. They sent me one of their coffee scoops with the co- with the copper bowl. They're mm. amazing. 
They are. Mm, I mean, they are flawless. Flawless. They look awesome. They are super awesome. Whatever Alex Pohl and and Moonshine and and Joe are doing is doing a great job. And their book, Blacksmith's coming out. So very excited about that. Yes. Yes. Right, Mareko, do you want to take the next question? Yeah, the next question is from Celery Patch Knives. He says, can you please go over the different outcomes between 304, 316, 410, 416, etc. stainless steels when used as cladding in Sanmai? Uh, do some have different carbon migrations while others uh, forge easier? Do some polish up nicer than others? Uh, I will have, uh, sorry, I've had some success with 304 over four or over 1084. Would I benefit from trying other combinations? Jesus Christ, this is a long question. Also, I, he's about to compliment you for Christ's sakes. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is the part I don't like hearing. Uh, also, I just like to acknowledge, no, I'm just joking. Acknowledge Marco for utilizing his platform to assist those with mental health struggles. Um, it's industry leaders such as yourself who help to open up the conversation that so many guys struggle to speak about. Uh, keep up the great work, mate. You're, le- you're a legend. Cheers, Ash. Nice. There nice. You Thank you, Ash. So, different stainless then, um, using as a cladding on San Mai. Um, Mareko, this is all you, I yeah, guess. Fuck that. I have no idea. I have no, I don't even, <laughs> I have no idea. Honestly, this is this would be a great question for uh, either uh, Will Manning of I think it's Hartwood Forge. Um, he's he's based out of the South, um, or or Greg Sims. Um, but from what I understand, um, basically steels that uh, stainless steels uh, that don't have carbon in them already or have. A low carbon content like i believe 410 and 416 both have some form of uh uh or yeah it's carbon or the chrome but anyways they will leach they will leach carbon out of the core material and it'll it creates a beautiful like clouding effect but you are depleting the carbon content of the core material um and there's something about i think it's 304 and the 316 um it's either they lack the chrome um, and they're more of a nickel-based stainless, um, that they don't have that as much of an issue with that. I think the best thing that you can actually do if you're trying to avoid carbon migration is to have a nickel shim. So have your core material and then a nickel shim of just nickel, um, not a stainless, and then stainless on top of the nickel. Um, not only do I think that nickel will help get those pieces all to weld together easier but it it basically acts as a complete barrier um because the nickel doesn't have anything that's trying to draw any of the carbon out of the core material so it acts as a barrier between that core material and whatever you're using as the cladding and then what you're using for cladding doesn't actually matter and then uh beyond that uh when it comes to forging i i'm not familiar with that i i've the only thing i could say is i think most of the guys do little forging uh what they what they do of forging you, you just got to try to keep it even on both sides or roll it out or forge it out to flat stock and then stock remove from there because it's really easy once you get down to whatever um you know three sixteenths of an inch or something like that um for 
you to lose that core for the core to get lopsided and basically preferentially end up on one side or the other when you're forging the blade out. And so um, stock removing and maybe doing some texturing um, is a better route to go. But that's what that's what I have for Sanmai. Uh, it would be great, actually, to get Will Manning. Oh, wait. You know, we had Will Manning. I, didn't I do a conversation? You had him on. Yeah, I yes, did. I yeah. talked with Will Manning a while back. But we didn't get too deep into the actual kinds of cladding that he uses. So that would be that would be an interesting kind of follow-up to do with him. Yeah, get him mm. on. I love yeah. Will. Yeah. Phenomenal. Great follow, by the way. His, I think his Sanmai is some of, the, some of my favorite. I love his Sanmai. And just to let just to let you know, Mareko, you do a lot for people in regards to mental health issues, and it is very very commendable how forthcoming you are. And it does I get messages about how helpful it is, and mm. yeah, why well, I want you to know that I sure. appreciate your service to people's sure. mental health. Yeah, I think it's just a general. I, I mean, I, I've only in the last few years have realized that like. And it's hard to talk about because, you know, there is kind of like stigma around it and in my own like personal shame or whatever you want to fucking call it. But honestly, like depression has been a thing that I've struggled with most of my life, probably since I was like middle school and high school. I just never have been able to really sit down and like identify it and really understand that that's what it is until I started, you know, talking with like a mental health counselor. Um, And so... You know, a lot of the stuff I share is, I, I see it and I'm like, fuck, that's good. That's a good thing to to remember or to get, to help with reshaping perspective. And I'm like, and so then I turn around and share it out because not only do I need that reminder, but I'm sure there are other people. And I do get messages as well, as well of people saying, thanks for sharing that. That really, I needed that today or stuff like that. So thanks. Mm. There you yeah. go. Look Some at you. Work. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Okay, well, I, I suppose this is this is along that theme, I suppose, um, and it's from one of the the best names in the make making industry, pickle cutters. <laughs> As a full time maker, I sometimes get stuck in a rut, and I don't feel like being in the shop at all. 
uh, like for a week or even more sometimes. How do I overcome that? Um, Jeff, do you ever get that sort of rut where you just you just can't be around you know your stuff and you just need to do something else? He sent me this message, and I told him, "You're not going to like my answer, so I might have to go last." Okay. okay. He's not going to like my answer, and most of you are not going <laughs> to like my answer. I think I know what your answer is going to be. Okay, okay. Um, I'd, I mean, I get that a lot too. Um, I, where I am at the moment, and actually in the new house as well, the my workshop is in the house, so there's almost like no getting away from it. And it's, sometimes it just feels like that guilt is just always just sitting there, you know, just meters away from me, thinking I should be in there, I should be doing stuff. Um, but, you know, time doesn't allow me to be in there, and I just feel that guilt, you know. Um, I suppose, but if it's if it's a case of just feeling like you don't want to be there rather than time not allowing you to be there, I'd say maybe go in and make something else. Just make something to, to get that, that sort of feeling of making going again um, and that excitement. And before you know it, you're going to, you know, whatever you've made, you're going to adapt. And think, oh, maybe I could, I've learned something here that I could, you know, maybe use with a knife or whatever it is that you're making. Um, but, yeah, just make something. Um anything um and if it's something that's gonna you know bring joy to you and <laughs> jeff is probably squealing did i'm saying bringing joy um because he wants you to sweat um but i think if it brings you joy um and it gets you making again hopefully it'll bring that sort of desire back to um back to what what your real job is making whatever it is sure. i think um, Marekko, what, what have you got yeah i, I kind of touched i believe it was either last week or the week before but i've touched on you know i do get the points um in whatever project i'm working on that um that I, I struggle with moving forward and and i do get into ruts myself but i found that um the key is either just straight just continuing to move forward even though i have whatever kind of anxiety about the work that is ahead of me um and, and and once I find I start working, even for a few minutes, I start getting into the working groove, and I just get, keep just keep going. Um, the other thing is, if I'm if I'm really having a hard time, I do just like you were saying, Craig. Is I kind of like I'll I'll stop what I'm doing to make some Damascus, or give myself kind of an easy win um, to kind of help motivate me to kind of get into that working mode, and then transition over into what I really should not be procrastinating on or what I should really be working on instead of procrastinating. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I've always called myself the king of procrastination and it's nothing I'm proud of. Um, I struggle with it a lot and I think a lot of it, um, yeah, it's just having to, has to do with some of the stress that around some of the builds and, you know, anxiety around making mistakes and, but you just one way or another, you just got to keep moving forward. And so, Whatever it's you a good can figure point out you made about once you start, you often just get straight into the groove. Yeah. And the difficult part is that starting. Yeah. And it's almost like going to the gym, you know, you're just like, oh, I really don't want to go. And, but when you're there, generally, most people sort of seem to enjoy it. Um, but yeah, I suppose it is just that starting. So brace yourself, pickle cutters. Well, number Jeff one, is going to tell you something completely different, I'm sure. Yeah, one thing is this week, I did say to myself after hearing what you said, Mareko, as I said, go for the easy win. There was something, I had a very short window of time before I had to go from one thing to a meeting or something. And I was like, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? And I thought, go for the easy win. That really does make a big difference. Me going for the easy win is like, you got to do it anyway. Might as well, you know, cheer yourself up. Yeah. Here's the problem. We've 
found a hobby that we like, and then all of a sudden you get extra money. Next thing you know, you, you go from the concept of being part-time to being full-time instead of coming up with the idea of I'm in business or I'm not in business. I think that there are a lot of knife makers out there who have decided that this is not their full-time profession because they want to keep the joy in it. Mike Quisenberry had a nice conversation with him a while ago, and he says, I would never become a full-time knife maker because I don't want, number one is I can't make enough money, I can't make more money than I'm making now. I think you said something like that. He's a train engineer or something like that. Yeah. And he's like, I make, this is just extra money and I can do what I want and I can have fun. That's a good idea. Hmm. There are other guys I had a conversation with a number of years ago, Josh Smith, right before he started, he called me up one day when he was sitting in his truck uh, waiting in you know, a snowy Montana, waiting for his lineman crew to show up so they could work on this freezing pole. And he called me up and we were talking. He says, yeah, I'm going to start this new business. I have to figure it out. And he, talk, he and I talked for a long time about business partners and this and that and the other thing. And now all of a sudden he has, I mean, Montana Knife Company is just like the, a, a wonderful thing to watch. He just made it, he had to make a decision as a business. I don't think that there's anything wrong with um, just not feeling compelled or not feeling that you want to be there. But then you should just, you should maybe you should find something else to do. I, I think that if you want it to be a hobby, enjoy it as a hobby. But if you want to say, I'm a business person, this is my business, you got to treat it like a business. And sometimes there's a lot of things, especially considering being your own boss is tough because I've been in shops where guys are just like, I could run my own business and I could do this myself. And, and then all of a sudden they go on their own. And next thing you know, it's like a disaster right? just because they don't have it within them. Some people are not cut out for being in business. And, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Um, I think that there's, I've kept myself in terms of, we were talking about mental health. I have struggled with mental health problems. I got my two parents were both mental patients. And I'm not saying that in a funny way. I mean, I should be saying, I'm saying in a funny way, but they're both, you know, struck strict with, you know, mental illness. Mm. And I have to be very, very disciplined in terms of my, de my devotion to everything I do. So I'm taking myself seriously and other people take me seriously. Since I was a kid, like my dad told me I couldn't be an art major because you'll never work as a business. And I got my first shop and I was in there every single day. Every single day I was there from morning to night and I was working and I was making sure that I had these very disciplined things because I, I didn't want people to think I was just fooling around. And now I have people that depend on me and I want this thing to go further. And, and I've, I put so much in front of me in terms of what I need to do. I'm excited to like see everything as this challenge and I'm going to try to overcome it and then I can find the joy in it being done, you know? So I, I just think that unfortunately we've blurred the lines between art and business and are we artists? Are we business people? Or is this a business or is this a side hustle? And it's like, we have this feeling of, of, of feeling bad about ourselves because we don't want to be in our shop. Then don't be in your shop. It's easy. You know, I don't think that, Motivation is motivation. This is not the the work for it podcast where I'm going to tell you to, you know, <laughs> work for it, baby. I'm not doing that. You either want to, if you need to be motivated by someone on the on Combat a podcast, abrasives make. If you, <laughs> if you need to be motivated by someone on a podcast, maybe you should reconsider what you're doing. Is that bad? Ah, seriously, ah, nice. I no, I I, I do sort of agree. Um, yeah. 
I mean, I'm sorry. I, I think yeah. that, you know, it's easy for podcasters to be very like, let's do it together and let's get our pants on. And, you know, but it's just like, you know, there are things that we want to do and things that we don't want to do. And mm. if you don't want to do it, then don't do it. But like, you know, don't futz around about it. Do it or don't do it. I don't know where I'm going with that. There we go. I wanted well, to do we, the we, anti-answer anyway. We've sort of started uh, a, a promo read, so let's just do it. Combat Abrasives makes the world's best abrasive belts for knife makers. Available in any size at unbelievable prices. Go take a look at CombatAbrasives.com and get 15% off with promo code KNIFETALK15. Do it now. <laughs> Thank you, Brian. 15% off. What a bargain. Right, dilemmas. What have we got, Jeff? We have a lot of dilemmas, but the last thing is, is re- really, really, if you look at like the pro- professional athletes, they're professional athletes because they work really hard, and they're not like bitching about it. They're fucking going in and getting paid <laughs> billions of dollars because they're working like dogs. I don't know. Dude, guys, I don't know. I've breathed in too much dust today. Um, <laughs> this one, tough scenarios answered honestly and phony. These are scenarios that you, the listener, can send us in on uh, Knife Talk. Uh, podcast on Instagram, and this one first one comes from JD Eiler. Tough scenario question: How do you transition from doing all custom work to none other than just saying no? How do you transition from doing no, no longer taking custom jobs to just making what you want? All oh, right, okay. Um, do do do. I suppose my answer is going to be very different to you guys because um, I haven't been in this business as long as you because I've never had a long, a long sort of custom wait list. Um, so, yeah, mine was simply I've never really done that. Um, I, I rarely take custom orders. Um, I, I have sort of, I, I like to think of what I have as products. So I'll do the sort of the research and the design phase to actually get a product. And then that product would hopefully become sort of a permanent stock if it sells well. And I just keep making more of them. Um, so I've, I've never actually gone that route anyway, uh, but I know you guys have. Um, so, Mareko, I mean, you you famously had quite a long, large, you know, a, a long wait list, particularly after doing the Rogan show and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, so, so how are you reducing that to do more of what you want to be doing? Yeah, I think the key is clear trans, uh, being transparent with your communication with customers that you already have if that's part of your thing but if it's anybody going forward like i would say you know just i guess as you're trying to close down maybe you close down your books and you're trying to work through your orders but get to a point where then you're just making whatever you want you have you gotta it would be foolish not to have somewhere to send those people even if it's to sign up for maybe a newsletter so that um then you send out some sort of uh, email to a group and say, look, this is uh, these are pieces that are available. You know, we have many friends who do this model, basically. It's like a newsletter model. Um, Boot Hill Blades, Jared Thatcher, um, he he does this very successful, I th- successfully, I think. And, and he sends out, and I think he also still takes customs maybe occasionally, but um, I know that they send out an email and so having somewhere to send people or have a store on a website uh our friend and andreas kalani can help take care of you with that with uh what is it again jeff it's full blast what? akinteractive.com <laughs> slash full blast for 10 percent off um 
But have you a story set me to set up. What am I supposed to do? I'm supposed to be the answer, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you got to have somewhere to send them. Uh, and also, you're going to have to have somewhere to send, to sell your work, anyways. So, um, you know, just be kind and say, you know, keep an eye on my store. Or if you have a newsletter, say, please, I would love for you to sign up for the newsletter. And this is how it works. I send it out, and when new work's available, and that's it. Like, I don't know what else to tell you. <laughs> that's a great tip. Email is my biggest sort of sales sort of machine, if you like. I, I, I far more sales via email than anything else. Um, and, you know, segregate your lists to, you know, to current customers, customers you're chasing, and all these different things, and you can do some really cool stuff. Um, but, Jeff, what about yourself? I mean, you're, you're in the middle of that transition now, really, aren't you? You know, it's funny. As we were in the transition, I was down to 15 knives. I was down mm. to 15 knives until I was completely caught up. And then started taking everything again and now oh it's like now it's like a fucking tsunami it's like a fucking giant wave of like all right we'll make the mess that was our old when you know, when tony and i was we working in a restaurant we had there was a uh comptroller who used to uh, help us with the finances and help us with the restaurant in terms of what we need to be doing and stuff like that and we would get these people wanted to do a like a, a party and we closed down the restaurant and we would do bids for how much. And I, I would say something like, well, what are we going to do? And, and, uh, Randy or the controller would say, I oh, just make the mess. And so Tony and I say that all the time now. And, hmm. you know, now we were so close and, you know, we just decided, you know, there was, you know, it was just, we couldn't do it. So, um, I think that you, I think the key is, is to just shut down, taking orders, fulfill your orders. And then, and then, basically what Mareko says. I know that Jonathan Porter does like a small percentage of custom knives and the sure. rest of them are, uh, he'll have a stocked stock knives in the shop. And, mm. um, I like what Jared Thatcher's doing. Jared Thatcher sure. does whatever the fuck he wants. He'll do a newsletter. I, I'm on that newsletter and I see what he has and yeah. he'll do like a batch of 16, 17 knives, different sizes, different shapes, different colors. And they all go. You know, he moves them all. Yeah, yeah. You know, so same thing with, I mean, Montana Knife Company. I mean, you forget it. I mean, he, he, his, his, I got one of his knives early in the day, and now he does a drop. He does a drop, and it's like two minutes, and it's all, you know, hundreds of knives are gone. They're gone. So it's like, it's hard to, it's hard to say no to something like that, too. I'm not saying that that's the case every time, but. Sure. I got a question. I don't know. I. Oh, go ahead. I, I'm just real quick is I kind of like, I'm starting to like the customs because I'm getting like weird requests and just like I just got a guy who wants to do a knife. He wants it to look like his he wants the colors to look like a, uh, his BMW. And mm. I kind of like that shit. It kind of like the idea of like, all right, let's see this asshole and let's see his fucking car. And, and then I'm like, ah, I can do at that. What, at what point are his BMW and his knife going to be together? Dude, you know what? I, do I care? Honestly, it's just like diseases chopping board in the car. I don't give a fuck. I mean, it's like he wants it to match his car. Go ahead. I'm no problem. No, I got the red. I got the cherry red. I got the royal blue. I got the black. No problem. Done. No problem. I'll match your fucking car. Sports team. You know, it's all hilarious. I did what you know what I just did. I just did before. I just glued up before this guy. This family wanted had a. They're giving a knife to a friend, and it was going to be they. He's he, they wanted to know if I could do something with the flag of Angola. So I looked up the flag of Angola. They said, "All right, yellow, red, and black, no problem." And I fucking put together the flag of Angola. I'm going to put that up next week. No problem. Fun. Nice. 
I, I wanted to ask you, Jeff, is, what keeps you from doing kind of the email model like what uh, like what Jared does or like the guys I mean, at Bloodroot do? I mean, you kind of do the th- something somewhat similar when you do the collaborations with chefs, but I feel like you're starting. To, you're definitely at the point where you have enough draw that you could do something like that. Well, don't you just. Think? It's funny that you say that because we just made a decision and I'm going to have 11 knives on December 1st and it's going to be by the newsletter and I will have 11 knives ready to ship on December 1st. So there you go. It's all going to be colored knives. It's all going to be colored. Head over to Fader Knives, sign up for the newsletter. Do not sign up for the newsletter. I mean, sure. If, I mean, because the, the people listening to this bullshit aren't going to, these are nonsense. These are fool. These are fool. It's not all types. makers. Jeff, it's heads. not all makers. They're knuckleheads who Max Shamat, you think Max, you think what Max was in the dust that you sniffed today? What? Jesus Christ. What was it's, in that I'm dust? Kidding. I'm kidding. I'm, dude, I'm, I'm tired. I'm tired. I was like bad. <laughs> I was folding hoodies last night, fielding questions. I'll take one. I'll take three. Dibs. Dibs on the XL. Remember, remember, remember I said dibs. I venmo you. Kiss my yeah. ass, all of you. Take, take these. I, take, I want to throw all these goddamn hoodies into the fucking Hudson. I've had it with this bullshit. This is. There you go. That's the answer. But the answer is, I uh, I like the idea. I like it all. I. I guess I'm a whore. What can I say? Yeah. Go where the money is. Whatever. Whatever. All right. Okay. Any any more sort of. Uh... Well, more dilemmas, I suppose. Yes, we have actually a few dilemmas, uh, but it's really uh, here's one. Here's a dilemma. This one comes from Philip. A fictitious government gives you the choice to pay 15% more in taxes in exchange for you and your children to have free health care and education. Would you pay the extra taxes? <laughs> uh, greetings from Sweden. <laughs> a fictitious government. That, no. that is my current government and the government that the country that I moved from. That's exactly what we do. Um, and I think it's, I think it's a good model. I think it's a great model. Um, I, I do believe that people um, below a certain threshold um, shouldn't be paying that. I believe people above a certain threshold should be paying more. Um, but yeah, it's it works well. You are, um, you, look at, you are a socialist. You are you are you're fraternité. Was that the, is that <laughs> the French motto? Société and fraternité. You know what? You know what I saw this week um, on TV uh, a Netflix show called Made. Um, and it shows this um, single mother um, who was basically made homeless, and she's struggling to, you know, to, to find a home and all the rest of it. And it's, it's, it's in the states. Oh, that looks and good. And I was just looking at it's just like how, it, it's it, it's very very good. We watched <laughs> Jesus. We watched all ten hours of it within two nights. Oh, oh my, my god. god! I know, I know. It was one of those things where it's like we couldn't not watch the next one. It's brilliant. Um, but it just made me think how different things are in the states. You know, it it was yeah, it's a real eye opener. For, for me, at least, anyway, it was. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, I think um, it's a good idea. Everybody should be paying a tax, which should be then go to help for, for healthcare, without, without a doubt. Look and at I find you. It weird that you know that countries don't do that, look after themselves. But but hey, after my last quarter of cra- perfectly normal tests, it's shocking how much the bill would be in order to find the baseline of my health. Hmm. My wife and I were talking about it. She's like, you're looking at like, I mean, all I got, thank God we have health insurance. It was like $30,000 with the the fucking bills if we hadn't, you know, if we hadn't done, if we hadn't paid for. I mean, you know, if you're sick and you don't know it, 
you're screwed if you don't have health insurance. Screwed. What would happen in the States? Let's say you don't have health insurance. You're literally on the bones of your ass. You've got no money. You've got nothing. And you, I don't know, you're in the shop and you, you cut your arm like severely. Your arm almost needs amputating. You get to, you get to the hospital. Um, you don't have insurance. You don't have any money. What what happens? Well, do they, do they let, they, surely they don't turn you away. They don't turn you away. But there's... There's, I think, and I'm not, I don't know the exact, there's some people are qualify for Medicaid, Medicaid or Medicare, Medicare, Medicaid, Medicaid, let's say Medicaid. Right. And it gives, it basically is, you know, it's, you, you, there are people who do get health insurance that they probably shouldn't be getting, you know, because it's, some of it is like, I, I do know people who were not uh, not citizens of this country, had a heart attack, got fucking fixed up, and then they're on their way. And it's like, it is a giant drain. The, the, the health... To, health surely that's a good thing, surely. Not if this is not a tax-paying person. Not if this is a person who's just going to, you know... I don't. I think I have a very strange opinion about healthcare in this country, and it's a lot of it is the fact that comes from my wife. Is like there are people, there are drains to the healthcare system that should be contributing to healthcare, and there are. But so, so you agree that everybody should have private health insurance, and that their their taxes shouldn't cover that kind of stuff. I believe that I believe that people who pay their taxes are entitled to the things they're paying their taxes for. So if you're on a very low income, I, well, um, this is not. What am I, Rush Limbaugh? <laughs> I mean, this is like. I mean, he's, I, I just think that you know, I I think it's important if you're going to. I'm a tax paying person, and I want my. I want to pay. I want to enjoy the fruits of my labor. But at the same time, there are people who take advantage. There is there's take advantage of, you know, the system, and I don't like it. But at the same time, I believe that there should be universal health care. The fact yeah. remains is there's not going to be universal health care because it, we're going to get the shitty health care that you got out. Owner Kaglar told me on the Full Blast podcast he had his colonoscopy. He was wide awake. That's crazy. <laughs> he had like a pile of tubes up his bum, and he had to watch. And he said it was excruciating. I don't want that. Knock me out. I wow. pay if I had to pay the fifteen percent just and get to to get the health care and not have to worry about it. I'd do it. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I agree. I agree. But I also do believe that those with the low income, sh- you know, of course, of course, yeah. people. You shouldn't throw people out. But at the same time, it's like it is crippling to people. What are we gonna- I have friends of mine who are well to do. They get they have cancer in their family, and they're becoming you know paupers because dealing with. This incredibly terrible thing. I think it's hair. It's mm. horrible. It is, yeah. Horrible. And, and a lot of that is down to you know. <laughs> oh, this is this is a different. This is becoming a different. I mean, show. for God's sakes, <laughs> when is it going to be knife talk? Knife talk. <laughs> Under the knife talk. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. Wait, wait. Wait. What was the, what was the dilemma? Uh, we covered pay, that would one? you pay fifteen? We covered that. Mareka, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I'd probably pay it. Yeah, there you go. That's how you answer a question. We should have answered the question the same way. Yeah, I pay it. Let's go to the next one. Instead, we're like, you know, the McLaughlin group. All right. Uh, Here it comes from more, um, North Mountain Knives. Two quick dilemmas. Let's just do one dilemma. Would you take credit for someone else's shitty work or someone else take credit for your best work? Which would you prefer? So you take credit for someone's shitty work or someone else take care credit for your best work? 
What a weird world. Dude, this we would be. you have no listen, let me tell you something. We get some dilemmas that I wouldn't even read to you guys off the air. They're like <laughs> Usually, and this made this one made the cut. This one Jesus. made the cut. That's what I'm telling you. Jeez. This one made the cut, and it's and it's not. No offense to North Mountain Knives. I appreciate you getting involved. Some of you guys have some weird sexual bends that you think we're interested in talking to each other about, which I'm telling you, I'm not interested in. So this is the one of the better questions. Um, I'd let somebody else take credit for my better work. I'm not too real precious about it, really. It wouldn't oh, bother me that much. Yeah. Well, I do a lot of work where I my my you know name isn't even on it. You know, restaurants they just want their own stamp on. And I'm, I'm fine with that. That's, that's good fine. answer. As long as, pay, as long as they're paying, I'm, I'm happy. Yeah, that's it. What do you think, Mareko? Yeah, I'd probably do the same. I'd, I'd allow somebody else to take the credit for some of my best work. Hmm. Me too. Okay, let's go to the next one. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, while you're looking through that, I want to tell everybody about the sandpaper that we all use, which is Rhino Wet by Indassa. It's the best stuff. It's going to save you time. And if it's saving you time, it's saving you money. Um, so, yeah, Indassa Rhino Wet, the best sandpaper you can use for any sort of hand sanding that you're doing. Um, and we can get you a discount. If you go to TexasFarriersupply.com, um, they stock it, as well as a bunch of other stuff for knife makers. Um, so go on over, texasfarrersupply.com. Have a look what they do. They've got some you know, real sort of interesting stuff that you wouldn't maybe find with the suppliers as well. It's worth taking a look. And if you use Knife Talk 10, you'll get 10% off your order. com. Go take a look. I got two good ones. This one comes from Jack Ray Spears, and he says, Here's a tough scenario. You are a father of three and you have a knife that has to be finished the next day. All three kids have sporting events you want to attend. Do you take the evening to finish the knife or put the family first? That's an easy one for me. You blow, Marekko, you go first. You go first, Marekko. I know your answer, Craig. <laughs> <laughs> your kids are, are going to go, go solo, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> the complete opposite. You're gonna actually, put him in. Let, let Morocco take. Let, let Morocco. Craig's take putting serve. his kids in an Uber. See you guys. I got work to do. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, au revoir. I have, I have worked a lot of super late nights, um, and early mornings trying to get work done for knife shows. And so I think what I would probably do is attend the event because if it's happening at a reasonable time it's at or around dinner time and then put the kid to bed and then go to the shop and work until four o'clock in the morning there you go craig's going where's that cab where's that taxi cab <laughs> no no the complete opposite the complete I'm opposite. kidding go um, ahead i uh, we did this thing this week uh, my wife and i where we're just struggling with time to get stuff done we've we've got a lot of, sort of commitments on the go and it's we can't fit everything in. It's as simple as that. So we did a time audit. So we, you know, all these commitments that we have, all the things that we need to be doing, um, and the time you have available, and that's it. They just don't fit in. So we just scrapped a lot of things off, and take away the guilt as well. They're gone. That time audit. So I mean, a bunch of things just they're gone. I don't have to think about them anymore. It's fine. So and they got me thinking about you know. <laughs> how precious time is um but but seriously it's something that we're never going to get back so you know missing out on on kids you know 
big events for you know certainly for kids that a big event for a kid um i know once you've been to one sports day you've been to them all but for a kid they're always going to remember that so i think take that time take that time if it you know i think that's more important than money you can earn money again at a later date or another time but you're never going to get that time back you know it's not as if you can go to a, a cash point machine and you know withdraw more time that's it you're dealt with a certain amount of time and it's and it's decreasing all of the time so make the most of it make the most of it that's what i say well, I think that's great. I'll give you a good answer. This week, <laughs> what's up? So so, no, go on. You think I'm gonna? You think I'm gonna send my kid on the, in the Uber? I think so. I think so. The boy, you got me wrong, Junior. I actually this week had, was the perfect example of this situation. We get the uh, swim uh, meets uh, schedule, and we go over the the days that are their home, and I go to the home ones because I can make it. Get home, walk the dogs, take a shower, and run to the run to the school. This week there was an early one, and I budgeted my day, so I got to the shop a little bit earlier, and then I budgeted my day so I could leave early, so I could make sure that I was there. And I showed up right when my kid, who's the captain of the swim team, she's not the greatest swimmer in the world, but she fucking grinds. She's a grinder. She's I have, she, I have such respect for her because it doesn't come easy, and she works like a dog. She did the 500 meters, which is like 20 Jesus. laps, which is a brutal situation, especially if you're a kid. And she came in first. And I came wow. in, I wow. came to the school, the pool, right when they started. And I saw my wife, and she's like, how's she doing? How's she doing? I said, she says, I think she's doing good. Next thing you know, the horn goes, the last lap. And I said, is, is Lila in first? And they're like, and she, she's like, I don't know. She hits the wall. They're all, the whole team's screaming, and I'm, and Lila's crying in the pool. I start to kind of mm. sob up because I'm thinking about like how I'm happy that she's able to kind of like have her own happiness that she gives to herself. And it was like I would if I had missed her coming in first place in this grueling event, I would have been very, very upset. And it was yeah. gr- it was an awesome moment. I, I ran home, made a big dinner for when she came home, and it was great. And I love going to the sporting events. It, it's true because. They, it's. I mean, I remember my kid was born. Now, now she's, you know, about to turn seventeen, and she's going to be leaving pretty soon. And it's like I'm. I'll never forget the, you know, that meet. It was amazing. So, yeah, yeah. Nice. The knife can kiss this ass. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. And to be honest with you, I think if you've got a customer as well, and you have a relationship with them, um, I think even just send them a message to say, look, something's come up. It's really important. This is a family thing. I need to be doing this. It may be a day I, late. You don't have to tell you these know? people anything. You just say, I'll, but if they're respecting be, it, then maybe you I'll don't have. You have to just say, I'll have it on. Fr- I'll have it on Friday. It'll be out on Friday. Right. Just okay. don't I, worry. I think or I don't say anything. Misunderstood the question. I didn't realize is it either or. <laughs> yeah, it's either or. Oh yeah, then family all day, fucking long, all the time. <laughs> you kidding me? Yeah. Kidding when me? When you're sitting on your deathbed or laying or whatever, or crumpled up in a car, you're not going to be thinking about your crumpled fucking... up in a car. If well, if there's a <laughs> horrible accident, oh, you're not going to okay. be thinking about that damn knife. You're going to be thinking about your family and the memories that you shared with those people. I was thinking when you were saying on your deathbed, I was thinking about that's what you should call the grinder bench that where your deathbed. So the grinder's like facing up and your face is in that little massage hole. It's called the deathbed. The deathbed. God damn, somebody's got to make the deathbed because that is the perfect name for that fucking thing. Yeah. The fucking broadneck deathbed. <laughs> 
<laughs> on the my, deathbed pro next year. Yeah, yeah. Dude, <laughs> someone's got to cough. That is it. That is your next. And I don't, don't tag us when you go to the hospital for making the deathbed. That's the name of the deathbed. All right, last question. Go. Good job. Good job, Marekko. You're, you're, you're still towing the line with, with, with Broadback. You're coming up with new designs every day. Yeah. <laughs> Vince has got to take you on a tuna trip or something like that. All right, last thing is Mark LeBlanc. Mark LeBlanc says, here's a question. Your knife sales start to drop and dwindle down to almost nothing. What do you do? <laughs> oh, right. Okay. Um, yeah, you got you got to get out there. you got to start making more, well, make knives, have stock. Um, and we talked about this earlier in the show. Um, for me, if you, you know, if you've worked on an email list, um, you've always got people who are waiting, you know, who, you know, waiting to buy a knife from you. Um, so yeah, when the times are good, make sure you are collecting those emails, um, and you're building a sort of attraction for your knives. Um, don't wait until, you know, it's all good. I've sold all my knives now and start again. You know, the marketing side of things needs to work in tandem with the, with the actual production. Jeff, what are you doing? You know, we get stuck in these ideas that I'm a knife maker. I only make knives. I mean, we put things together. You can put something together that's different. It doesn't have to be a knife just because you say you're a knife maker. You know, I think that there are a lot of people who can make a lot of really interesting things that might be more approachable. That's why we started to do more pairing knives and steak knives and oyster knives and things that are a little bit more approachable for price point. I would love to still, I love the idea. I love what you're doing with the H knife where it's a very approachable price and it's just a great thing, a very – it's something that I'm still waiting for, Craig, because I'm just like, you know, I honestly – it is very craveable, and I'm waiting to crave it. So That's what it's all about. Wait, wait until you're, you're salivating. Um, yeah, that's what, that's what the, the whole delay is all about. It's craveable. I mean, that's the thing. You have to make something – and I also believe – that you have to be irresistible in terms of what you're making. Something just one of the things about the color lab is people are getting crazy about it because it's just like you almost want to like lick it because the colors look very candy like and mm. it has this you know there's I've been at art shows where I've talked to my wife and she's like don't you want to touch that don't you don't you feel like you have no control you have to be able to touch what that is. You need to be irresistible, and it might not be knives. It might be something else, but I don't think that – I think that we can figure something out in the meantime. Yeah. By the way, while you're talking about your Color Lab knives, the ones that you did for Josh, Josh Prince, they are beautiful, stunning things. You want to talk about shitting your pants. When you make a couple knives for Josh Prince, <laughs> it is like nausea time. I was shitting my – I wasn't legitimately, but it was like I was felt very uncomfortable. And he's just someone I really respect. I mean, he's really, really quite uh, extraordinary, and it was an honor. And I, and, I, and I definitely was very proud of how they turned out. So, And he mm. was proud, too. I had a nice conversation with him afterwards. It was, a very, it was a very good thing. But when you make knives for other knife makers, boy, they look at the things that the other that civilians don't look at. Mm. So I was very uh, aware of that. Yeah, they were beautiful. beautiful. Appreciate it. Mareko, all the work has dried up. What are you doing? What am I doing? Um, like now and forever, or, or have I just gotten into like a branding slump, and all of a sudden I can't sell anything? That's or the way I took it. Yeah, it's just that the the orders have dried up, basically. Orders yeah. have dried up. 
Yeah, I think, I mean, all right, so yeah, I think if knife making wasn't a thing for me or I couldn't sell knives anymore, I would probably transition into probably doing something a lot more hyper-local. And I have a, a concept for a knife sharpening business that I think would be super a super sustainable business. It'd be a lot of work, but um, I, I think... Um, I think I'd probably get into knife sharpening. And like Jeff was saying, like, there's a lot of flexibility. Like, you don't need to just be making knives, you know. I, I got, I make, I've made all kinds of earrings, belt buckles. I've made all kinds of goofy shit. Um, mm. And it's all You're stuff a hustler. I've been able to sell, yeah. Yeah, you'd be a hustler. I'm a hustler. Figure it out. I'm a, I'm a Makers hustler. Makers are the, that's the best thing about blacksmiths and, and bladesmiths and makers is your problem solvers. So it's like, this is the easy problem. I mean, if you were like a pillow maker and they were like, no more pillows, then you'd be in problems. <laughs> you work on a deathbed and you'd be fine. But <laughs> <laughs> Quite true. Quite true. Um, look, I want to tell everybody about Dharma Steel. Um, we've worked with them in the past on their Dharma Steel Chef Invitational. They've got another one coming up on, I think it's November 13th. Um, I think we're going to be doing a live show from there as well. Um, it's just a great, great show. So you can now... Um, get involved. You can now sign up ready for the show. So we put that link down in the description. Um, but if you do want to get your hands on some Dharma Steel, um, you can you can head on over to their website. Um, you need to register as a customer. You can then use Knife Talk 10 to get 10% off any Dharma Steel that you buy. And we've all seen those beautiful Dharma Steel knives. This is your chance. You can make one too. Um, Knife Talk 10, get 10% off. Right, I really need to go. I do need to go. We're overshooting slightly here already. Um, just quickly, two, three minutes each. Um, what are we up to this week? What's our hopes and dreams for the week? Um, Jeff. I'm, I'm very excited for Maker Camp. I can't wait to see all my friends there and tell you all about it on Monday. And I want to finish watching Squid Game. Oh. I haven't started, I haven't started it yet. What are you making I a noise for? Uh, you 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 text me saying watch it, it's great. Um, I watched the first sort of ten minutes of it, and I was just like, I just I just didn't get you it. You need at all. more than ten minutes, Squiddy. The acting was terrible. It was dude. All it's the of, mo- I, it's the most popular TV show of all time. That just goes to show how many dicks are out you, there. That's that's all that shows. Do you understand? Do you understand? You were a sucker for the Tiger King. You were I like the you were Tiger King champion number one. Uh, yeah, I will give it another go simply because I've heard so many people say it's great. It's um, it's deranged. It's it's it, yeah. it's it's a it's about like it's about how how I mean we're so used to this antisocial behavior. Hmm. Yeah, I will get into it. But yeah, Made is my um, choice of the week. Anyway, it's fantastic on Netflix. Um, yeah, it's very good. Anyway, Mareko, uh, your week. What what's good about this week? What's coming up? What are you looking? Yeah, to? so this week I'm actually I'm sitting here recording and I'm looking at three knives that have handles on them and they need to be sculpted. And so um, this week uh, I'm going to be working on making actually. Uh, putting my Mareko deep platen to work and taking some video of my handle sculpting and how I approach handle sculpting. Um, because I, you know, I see a lot of great blades out there, but then, um, I, I see the handles and 
it's all out of like beautiful handle material, but the, some of them are inc- kind of just like the very simple, I guess, kind of just only broken broken corners. And I think you know that's the the, the blade is where the business happens, but the handle is the relationship. And so I would I would I want to get some content out there that helps people really try to understand how they can kind of manipulate their machines and get the most out of it. And, um, and I'm going to be doing that on, again, on, with my Broadbeck, um, tool arm, the Morocco platen tool arm and really show how I make, I, I put that platen to use and, um, and actually Broadbeck has lowered their prices on their, on their kits. Um, but to to be more competitive in the market and also if you put in knife talk uh at checkout at broadbeckironworks.com you will get a free upgrade when you buy a kit um to the Morocco platen um and you'll be saving yourself a little cash and they're they're just they're awesome machines they're super flexible um and I love mine and so go check them out again knife talk at broadbeckironworks.com can I just say, will that work with the Deathbed 2000 too? That <laughs> I just, I just want to say 2000. This is 2020, Junior. Listen, the Deathbed 2000. I have to say, I am so impressed with the Mareco Platin, and I'm asking you this one question: because yeah. of the four-inch wheel on the bottom, is it possible that it goes a little bit faster than it should be than the other Platin? Like, no, because I'm feeling it's... like more strength. Like, it's feeling sure, something it's... different. Yeah, the I mean, it might be because it's a rubber contact wheel at the bottom, that that might also help with, but the speed is really driven by the the drive wheel, the, the, and and the mm-hmm. torque is all kind of, it's all about the drive wheel, um, and if you vary the drive wheel, that will effectively change the torque that you get ex- and experience and speed that you experience on the machine. Um, I just get I'm getting I'm getting like either it's more torque or more I just I feels like. It, more, I'm getting more energy out of the belt. I mean, it's not sounding right, but it was like I was thinking to myself, like, I think the belt's going faster with the four-inch contact. I love that. I love the Mareco Platin, by the way. I, I, that's all I use. So, nice. Definitely get it. I also like how you raise your voice to a high, higher volume when you say torque. That's how I do. That's that's torque. That's, don't, don't you understand? Don't you understand about about audio? I mean, this is this is the thing. You have to like change cadence. That's why some of these guys on podcasts are so fucking boring because they do. They just talk like they they talk. So how was your how was your what did you do? What was going on in the shop this week? Oh, really? Oh yeah. Huh. You gotta like be a little bit more, you know, highs and lows, and then okay. sometimes you know you dynamic. Just, you know, you, yeah, you're dynamic. Change your voice. I do you. something. You know, otherwise it's like, uh, so what What happened in the shop for you this week? <laughs> really? Jeez, you got to have a go at those other podcasters. Fucking man. flea bags is what they are. Flea bags. <laughs> <laughs> um, my week, uh, very quickly. Um, we've got a visitor. Um, we've had visitors this week. My, my brother-in-law, effectively my brother-in-law, uh, has been here. Um, he's now gone, and Amy's one of Amy's friends is here now um, up until Tuesday. Um, so um, yeah, so we'll be doing some fun stuff, I'm sure. You know, getting out and about. Um, I've got a gig tomorrow night, um, oh, yeah. which I'm, which I'm uh, pretty pumped for. Um, I bought a bunch of lasers and a smoke machine. Oh I'm my taking God. this very seriously. Nice. It's the best. 
You got it. Yeah, it's the bo- the best fun ever. You got to share this some video. crazy laser machine and smoke everywhere. It's yeah, we're we're basically becoming Kiss without the maker. <laughs> that's that's, that's I'd love what's to happened. see you in Kiss makeup. <laughs> May I yeah. make one request? Sure. During the Damasteel Invitational, can you have the lasers and the smoke machine going? Oh, fuck yeah. Fuck yes. <laughs> yes. Anytime anybody has a sale, um, the lasers and the smoke machine will come on. Yeah. Because I've got a foot pedal for it as well, so it can be under my desk. Dude, so I, can just, I can just click the foot, but that's awesome. If you yeah. had the smoke machine and the lasers while you're riding <laughs> In this little room. on the Deathbed 2000, you'd be the baddest motherfucker of all time. <laughs> Right, that's happening. That's happening. The Dharma Steel Chef Invitational. We'll do a live show, and I'm gonna have the freaking lasers (laughs) and the the smoke machine. It's all gonna be happening. It's all gonna be going off. Yes. Okay. Well, good luck, man. Good luck. Have a great time. Yes, yes, I'm really looking forward to it. It's, it's, we're doing a sort of full hour and a half set as well, so it's it's, yeah, it's 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 a big one. Will there be video? Very happy. Um, I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure people are, will be. We've got a photographer coming who's taking stills, um, but um, uh, video, I'm sure people will be. In. We'll be all over the socials, you know. What will you be yeah. wearing? <laughs> Funnily enough, that was the last, we had a rehearsal yesterday, and the guys were like, there's a photographer coming, what are we wearing? And I'm like, I, I always wear just fucking jeans and a black t-shirt. You know, I'm not going to uh, deviate from that, so yeah. Classic rock. What and roll kind of time? How are you going to do your hair? <laughs> is that a weird question? I mean, you know, uh, the same as usual. Oh, nothing different. Okay. The, the only difference is, and it's it's not for an aesthetic reason, but um, I've I've now started wearing contact lenses instead of my glasses, um, simply because I sweat as I'm on stage because you know you're, you're singing mm. and the lights and all the rest sure. of it, and my glasses keep falling off, and it's not very rock and roll, you know. Yeah. You know, using your middle finger to push your glasses up, you know, yeah. all the time. It's not very rock and roll. So, so too, yeah, so that's the only Holly difference. Apart from that, it looks as if I'm going to work for the How day. How about one earring? You know, Would you consider one? <laughs> a big feather, <laughs> like Mr. T. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one earring. That would uh, be sweet. No. No, like maybe to a nose would. ring and then a chain going from the earring to the <laughs> nose ring. You'd look so good with that. Yeah, I'm sure. Douchebag. Anyway. That's the douchebag ripcord. <laughs> I need to be going. I need to be going. Everybody, have a great week. Thank you all for listening. Um, and we shall speak to you all again uh, at the same time next week. Bye for now. Remember to subscribe and also leave us a, a review as well and um, like a star rating on whatever app you're using. Because it really does help us, you know, to be, you know, found by other people. And the more people listening, the more questions we get and the more sort of interactive we can make it. So, yeah, tell your friends, tell your enemies, tell everybody. <laughs> Bye for now. This show is brought to you by The Makery, the podcast network for makers. Okay, I think we're done. We don't, I don't have time for an after show even, I'm afraid. Fine. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, I shall speak to you both uh, is next this week. The, is week, this I'm the sure. after show? This is the after show. Yeah, this is how exciting the after show is. Us saying bye-bye to each other. See you later, guys. Right, yes. Have a good one. Bye-bye. This show is brought to you by The Makery, the podcast network for makers.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.